1: Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's your girl, Cat Daddy. And Jazz the 40-ounce connoisseur. And I'm really fucking excited for this week's episode. Um, This week, we are talking about a person that is unfortunately no longer with us, but someone who is just that guy. Like, um, this is a stand account for George Romero. And this week, we will talk about movies that are directed by... George Romero. Ooh, <laughs> George Romero, the God. He and this bitch. George Romero, the God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you wrote right. that down on the paper. If
2: Charlotte <laughs> McGay can be the God, so can George Romero. Period.
1: Okay. Charlotte <laughs> McGay.
2: Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. After watching that video, I am i can't stop saying it. How you make with movie? But you know please, what?
1: Hey, hey, Please. Please. It's another day. Webby. A legend. But yes, this week we are talking about George Romero movies and movies he more so directed. A couple of these movies we're going to touch on, he's actually had his hands in writing. There's a whole lot of other movies that George Romero has um kind of touched his, you know, just re- reached out and touched with his hand. Um, And there's a shitload of them. And we're I'm, I'm, not necessarily covering those today, but we might mention them in passing. So, shout out to you for yes. being you. So... Let's get into it.
2: If you have, you have. I feel like I'm about to say, if you haven't seen a, no, you've seen one. You've seen one. You've seen, seen
1: one. one. Um, you, you're damn sure seen a remake of one, because yes. pro- there is one person who's probably like, you know what? I'm not sure who that guy is. Well, one of his most famous songs you probably have seen is Night of the Living Dead, 1968 everyone's definitely heard about that and or Dawn of the Dead not this Snack Sack Snyder remake which I happen to be a fan of the 2004 joint a couple people probably Me held too. their nose a couple seconds ago they could hold
2: their nose because I had a good fall, fall. time okay I gotta stop
1: yeah. telling people what very okay. different tone <laughs> <laughs> yep but um yeah so Night of the Living Dead 1968 it is a black and white film um I stand. this is actually one of my favorite movies of all time like I have a top five list top five top five top, top five, five. And this is actually not number five. It's up at the top. Um
2: We have an episode on that. Like we last do. Halloween, we did round around about that time. We did our top five, top five, top five, mm-hmm. and we talk about that. And this is on cast list. And it's a good time. It's a good time. You can watch it any time. Sometimes I just throw it on because why not? They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Listen. I know you're tired of Barbara's life. Um, oh, I can't stand that bitch. I
2: can't stand Barbara, bitch. Oh my. Barbara,
1: gosh. the played by Judith O'Day, and basically the movie opens with Barbara. Um, you know she's coming outside. She's outside parlaying with her brother, and Johnny, they happen. Yeah. Yep, and they happen to end up in a graveyard, and he's trying to be funny and Kiki and like make fun of her, but actually things go left when a ghoul or they come across this man they don't even know it's like a ghoul but the guy's like coming up to him real slow and starts attacking them and that's when the bullshit starts and you know she eventually ends up at this house and she runs into Dwayne Jones and he's playing Ben and if you don't know who Dwayne Jones is I'm gonna need you to stop the tapes cut the cameras cut the cameras open up Google and look
2: up Dwayne Jones. Also watch Ganja and Hess. Period. Um,
1: That's exactly where I was yeah. going with this conversation. Go to
2: Ganja and Hess, please. And oh my God,
1: you. yes. While you're making your Halloween or your spooky season list, hello, welcome to spooky season, bitch. And as you make your list, you need to find time for Ganja and Hess if you have not seen it. Ganja and Hess is that girl. Really, that is literally all I have to tell you. Yes. Um, And then now we're watching Ben and Barbara basically navigate what we soon to figure out, and them too, is the zombie apocalypse in 1968. Oh yes, girl. Let me
2: tell you something. First of all, Ben pulls up in his truck. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this. How many out here? We could take them. Do you live here? Do you live here, we love a solution-based okay? um, He's literally in this jank asking all these questions. Like, he's trying to get, I, we can board this up. Is food in here? Maybe it's a radio. Maybe we could gas a car. First like, of all,
1: these white people are sick because this black man is getting them together. And I, I live. I do. I live. I'm the boss up here. I'm the boss up here, and you can just stay your little ass down there. He didn't say all that, but that's essentially what he said. He said, listen,
2: I got the phone, I got the radio, I got the food and the TV, bro. I got all that. Well, the phone is off, I think. But I got everything else. So you can stay in that dank-ass little basement if you want to with your sick-ass
1: daughter. But we're not doing that. And I don't want... I mean, I know it's a really old movie, but a lot of people, I mean, have seen it. A lot of people also have not seen it. You know how people feel about, like, black and white movies. Also, you know, there's a new generation of the youth, them, who is out here discovering horror films. Welcome, guys. Hi. Um, you may not have seen this movie at all, so I kind of don't want to spoil it. We have talked about it a couple times yes. um, in some way, shape, or fashion, yeah. so if you want to do that, go ahead and get true to that. Um, But also check this movie out. It's essentially free almost everywhere. Um, It's public domain, apparently, so you'll see it in a lot of different movies in the background. Um, I was watching or catching up on on Cree Show recently in season two, episode five. Um, The episode is called Night of the Living Late Show, Um, and you have not seen... Essentially, the premise of that episode is Justin Long's character um, on the show. I forgot the guy's name, but he makes like a machine where you get inside and you can actually... Be one like a player inside of your favorite movie, and the said character is into horror movies, so they're actually stuck in um, he's stuck in a different kind of movie but ends up in Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole like premise of the shape of the episode, like the intro cartoon, like you know, how creep show is set up, mm-hmm. like it's a uh, you know, you're looking at a fucking horror novel, graphic novel, or something yeah. like that. And the beginning part, um, was set up like the creep was doing stuff. Um that was uh excuse me, the creep was doing stuff that was going through a graveyard. Like it was looking like the beginning of the movie. So I was like, okay, well this is kinda cute. Um but if you have not seen that, check out Creep Show and Creep Show is another thing that George Romero has had his hands on. We talked about the actual movie Creep Show. Yes. Um, but that episode, check that shit out, the new season just started on Cheddar. Listen. Oh, and then every time I was talking about Jazz about talking to Jazz about this before we hit record. Um, but there's a story revolving like a uh, George Clinton problem on the Funkadelic and them being like higher than giraffes pussy and ending up on the set of night of the living dead. And number <laughs> one, I cannot imagine being so like on land of Pluto that I end up on a fucking set of a zombie film. And now I think that I am being attacked by zombies. I was shit myself. And, but it was a wonderful story.
0: Check especially the way out.
1: they were telling it. I so. was cracking the fuck up. Because I I would I too would have been stressed. Very fucking stressed. Can't imagine. Can't do it. But check it out. Oh, yes. you could, uh, I didn't know if I told them where they could stream it. You can stream this for free on Pluto TV. You can stream it on Peacock. Um, You can stream it on Tubi, Night of the Living Dead. You can find these things on all these which we we'll call it. Oh, and then like as we talked about um, what is that other movie that we have discussed? Was it Dawn of the Dead that I mentioned, or was it what? I, it hmm. was Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Um, where do we begin? Basically, all of the of the Dead movies, whether it is Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, where else? Dawn of the Dead came out in seventy eight. And then you had the ones that came out more recently. Now, they're not, I'm not even going to hold you. They're not Mr. But, Romero's best work. I watched them so you didn't have to. Um, I've seen them as well. Land like, of the Dead. Land of the Dead wasn't well, that bad. I like Land of the Dead. That's one with Big Daddy and Andy. Yeah, it. Diary of the Dead and then Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead was really good. Survival of the Dead. Yeah, Survival of the Dead mm-hmm. and Diary of the Dead. Dot, 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 question keep, mark, question yeah.
2: mark. Um, it's the emoji with the squiggly mouth. That's mm. how I feel about those. And then they're connected. Creepshow was
1: the other thing I was saying about. Uh, it.
2: Okay. Now, something that I never got a chance to see, and we just thought, well, we got found a link to it. Uh, shout out to Nate. Um, Martin. Girl, I also have not seen Martin, and I'm here to discuss. Uh, Martin 1978, it's pretty much, and in the other countries, like international, it's like Vampir, or Vamp bump, or whatever. I, I didn't know what I was... I knew it was going to be like this vampire kind of movie. Okay. But the movie starts off, Martin is in this bitch, and he is, like, drugging people and assaulting them, and then he's drinking from their wrist. So they don't show you the assault, but they allude to it because the girl is naked. She was not naked when he found her. You did not need her to be naked to drink from her wrist because there's later scenes where he cut somebody through their clothes. You... You were trying to do the sexy stuff with her while she was unconscious. Yeah. And that's
1: not all right, Martin. Because he mentions it later on while he's talking. He's like, Yeah, well and he literally says, Well, I do all this sexy stuff. Well, I, I have the I don't really have the urge to do this. I guess it's because I'm doing all the sexy stuff without that now. And I'm like, This is weird. <sighs> Martin made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, and essentially Martin is George Romero's um it's a it's a vampire flick. It's a guy who thinks He is a vampire. He's out here trying to live this vampire lifestyle. He truly believes that he is a descendant of Nosferatu and so does his uncle. His uncle also thinks this motherfucker's a vampire. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is the kind of life y'all living? Yeah, well, he doesn't think, he thinks he's a vampire, but he's like, yeah, it's not, I'm Nosferatu, but it's
2: not magic, baby. I'm just a vampire. Because he came to had the garlic on the door, he bit into the, he snatched it down and bit into the garlic. Cause like, you see? You see? He there was no pushing magic. the crosses out their face. Like, girl, it doesn't mean anything to me. It means nothing to it me.
1: It means nothing i'm still going to slash you and dash you with these motherfucking razors okay can we discuss first of all trigger warning like we said for sexual assault because there is a scene even without him fucking feeding it's just it's gross the scenes were just really they made me so uncomfortable what is going on wanted to shower after that movie um
2: and it had like 90 percent on Rotten tomatoes i'm like really
1: really what about it I, and I like Joe Romero films, but that one, like, if it was the goal to make us feel uncomfortable, I think it might have been a younger Romero, like, he's trying to be experimental. And I see it, like, you know, this is, to my knowledge, his only take on a vampire film. Um, and I get that. I really like that he tried to do a different aspect, like, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Um, there's another movie that we have talked about I think it's called Transfiguration. Yes, it is. Yeah, with the um, boy who yeah. is like obsessed with vampires, and he's essentially basically on the same type of time yeah. um, minus the sexual assault. Yeah. Uh but that one's good too. And, and the lead is a little is a little black boy too, so I, shout out to him. Uh, but this this movie, if the goal was to make me uncomfortable, you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the take on vampirism. You could have left out the sexual assault yep um but girl what the fuck it was it was a it was a bunch of what the fuck it was a bunch of shout out to horror yeah yeah that's pretty much it
2: and if he I don't know yeah like I said you don't know is he or is he not you have to watch it and figure out for yourself Mm -hmm. but I won't be watching that again I think I'm okay plus it was hard to find anyway like I had to go on a search and then I had to ask the universe for it so and the universe delivered they did shout out to you Nate once again yeah the universe delivered But I'm like, y'all made me search all this for this. Mm. Okay. Well,
1: Mm. I'm going to start chopping it up real quick about Amusement Park. So I just saw Amusement Park for the first time in my life, and I know that's the most recent, well, the most recent George Romero film to us because his foundation kind of like found the film and they, you know, made sure they got everything together and made it cute, dressed it up, make it real for us. And we are able to now see it. Um, but the film actually was made in 1973 and de- debuted in June 1975 at a film festival. Um, and it's essentially about you know like taking a look at the horrors that you know growing of growing old um, and what that looks like when you get old, like in in all of the under the guise of an amusement park. Mm-hmm. And it's not your everyday amusement park. That I want you to know, jazz and everybody. When I was just watching this movie, I dead ass started crying. I was crying. Yep. You're like, bitch, what? What the fuck? Yes. You're like, what happened? Here's what happened. Let me explain. (laughs) Okay. So, as everything is happening to this man, right? Like, the guy, he comes... But hold on. Spoiler alert. Just want to throw that on there for you guys, because I'm going to get a little in detail about some of these movies. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, So... Damn, we should have put that on if it Martin. Oh, well, you know what? Same thing, y'all. Y'all still should probably see it. All these movies, we recommend y'all seeing at least one time, just to say you saw it. Um, but, you know, some of these, especially these deep cuts, who girl. So, amusing part. My eyes started sweating profusely because, one, it makes me really sad that, number one, this movie takes place in the 70s. So, just mm-hmm. to give you context on that, um... And just watching what the, you know, it it did what it came to do. It ev- it evoked an emotion. It's sad. It's a fucking horror. It's something that, you know, some people, not everybody, some people were really shitty to the elders in our community. Like, you too will never become an elder. I mean, some of us may not, unfortunately, make it to old age, you know, experience that. But if you do, like, you know, shit could come back to you. Um, I wrote in my little notes. It made me think about, like, The actual gentleman, he's like coming out through a door and he goes into this amusement park. And you see like from the instant he gets into the amusement park, like number one, the amusement park is not elderly people friendly. You can't really get on any rides. The young people and all the other people are kind of like, you know, the hustle and bustle yeah, of the crowd, so they're pushing them past them, exactly. And you see the other older uh, people who are at the amusement park, like, they're usually in, like, wheelchairs, so it's not accessibility-friendly. It's definitely not accessibility-friendly in the 70s. No. Um, and then, uh, the, you know, they can't really get on the rides, and if they do get on the rides, they can only get on certain rides. You know, you can't really get on the roller coaster because you have heart problems or high, you know, blood pressure and blah, blah, mm. blah, like, all kinds of other shit going on. And... You know, that's a real thing at an amusement park. So me, emotional for various reasons. One, my grandma used to take us to the amusement park all the time. Like, my grandmother used to love to get on the roller coaster, and I was really excited because the amusement park made me think about the last time that my grandma took us to Wildwood in Jersey, so I was really excited about that. Two, paired with one, all the people in this movie... They look like like they uh, they look of this time period. So even though it's the seventies, the elders look like someone who came from the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, and it made me think about our elders and who are no longer with us. Getting emotional right now, right? So that's how it was, especially because you're talking about ageism and Mm. like the mortality of the people around. These are themes that are being touched on in this movie. So I am crying. (laughs) This is supposed to be a horror movie, and it's still scary. But I'm like, I'm literally crying, like oh my gosh, and maybe miss these people, and maybe it's my grandma, so I was being real fucking emotional watching this movie on top of recognizing all the things that happened to the elders in our community. Um, them, you know, having to deal with you can't see anymore for real, for real, so you can't drive. Bitch, I'm already there, so the back of my license saying I ain't got, I, I can't drive another glass anyways. But you know, like, I was having a conversation recently with my mom about, um, in, the bigger conversation was about uh, people in power And, like, you know, our congressmen and stuff about Mm -hmm. how they're, like, fucking 95 years old. And I'm like, nigga, you're not fit to run a country. (laughs) Like, ultimately, you're not. You got to relax. And then the bigger conversation was, like, but, like, how, as an older person, one may struggle with, like, being able to let go. Mm -hmm. saying no longer saying that hey you know recognizing hey i don't think i should be on the road anymore but also feeling like society is ostracizing you pushing them out yeah yeah exactly and having to struggle between that like fine balance so it was just a ball of emotions watching this movie and then basically you know you're watching him deal with you know what i just talked about and navigating as even down to the fucking the monologue in the beginning it was just an emotional ball of time and feelings.
2: I mean, I I could feel that because I was like, Dang, I wanna hug my grandma bro. Like, dang, why why y'all why y'all so mean to old people, bro?
1: Yeah.
2: Like you pushing around, y'all stealing from them and then I'm like, no, Oh my pe- god, yeah people do rob old people. They do. Or they abuse them when they're in their homes, they be stealing from their house and yeah. shit. They be fucking up old people so much. Remember that story when everybody was stealing toilet paper and the people were taking told me about that old lady cart, and I just really wanted to beat everybody's ass? Um. I
1: really be wanting to kick people in the chest because I don't really understand. And honestly, that is the horrors of society. Um, it's, the, it's the ugliness of society. And I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. Because if you do happen to, whether you look at it as a blessing or not, you know, a curse, whichever your thought process is, if you happen to end up being an old person, business can happen to you too. Take a look at yourself. That's really what the movie was telling me. Um, You know, like many George Romero films, there are, I guess, like a a secret or not so, you know, Mm -hmm. blatant fucking message behind it. This straight up had a message because it came with an intro slide saying, hey, girl. The guy I am, the uncle for Martin. He didn't say that, but the uncle, oh, the guy to play the uncle for Martin. He's back, girl, and he's in a whole nother movie, and he's trying to tell you about why you need to, uh, to give a shit about the old person in your life and not necessarily in your life. Because, bitch, you too might be an old person, and you'll be mad as fuck if these people start beating your ass on the street. And then he's lonely.
2: He can't talk to nobody. Bro, when they go over to the upper white room, he's like, you want to go back to the park? He's like, no, bro, I don't want to go back out there, bro. I don't want to go back out. The people are terrible. I'm not going. You could make some friends. I can't. I'm not making no friends. I'm not Mm-mm. going. And I was like, you, I, I get it, because I too would not go to the music park. Also, music parks are really stressful, as a whole. So they are. Boys, They're very
1: busy. I just, I don't know. It also, you know what? When I sat and thought about it myself, one day you too will be as a, a, if you want to be super literal, I am a music park goer. I love going into the music park. But one day, I guess. Won't I won't be able win. to go to the amusement park. It's going to be too much. It's going to be too much for me. And I guess it's a part of gr- growing up and getting old. It's a very sad, morbid thought. So shout out to Mr. Romero for making this film. Because, I mean, I know y'all was like, so, not just you, jazz, but Somebody else was like, it's, you're really going to be in your feelings. I'm like, I don't doubt it. I didn't know I was going to be in that bitch crying. And not like boohoo crying, but I was literally just like silently yeah. crying. My face was wet.
2: Okay, yeah. I'm Like I said, I could, I felt some feels, but you know, I don't be crying like that. I be crying,
1: dog, And I get it.
2: I understand. I was like, damn, let me call grandma. What grandma do you doing?
1: Well, my big cat ain't be doing the most, so. Okay. <laughs> big Kathleen <Catherine laughs> is also Leo. So I love her. her. <laughs> I just. Whew, girl. Um, another Romero film that is like... Because when you think of George Romero films, the first thing, admittingly, I'm pretty sure most people think of is zombie Zombies. yep. And so far, we've covered a vampire movie. We covered a movie that surrounds ageism and just, you know, mortality and being old and in general. Yeah. Um, he got different movies. I he watched does. Them. He does. I watched Monkey Shines, 1988. I have not seen Monkey Shines. What was that about? It's on HBO Max. It's right now? Right now.
2: Ooh. I watched it yesterday. This dude is, um, and I started it, like, a month or so before. Mm-hmm. But I didn't finish it because I felt like I put it on at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning because, you know, chaotic. Um, This guy, he was an athlete, healthy guy, and he gets hit, like, an accident, like, hit by a truck or something like that, and mm-hmm. he's paralyzed. And, you okay. know, that's a, that's why I'm like, okay, that's another, like, he, he fo- George Rail loves to focus on, like, the human condition. Like, how, how you go from being fully mobile and now... You know nothing. You can't do anything. Like you, you've lost everything. He's kind of upset with everybody. Yeah, he's making these self-deprecating. Depra- is that the word? So, yeah, depra- whatever jokes. Self-deprecation. Like, yes, like you know, he's kind of I could do this. I yeah, do that, yeah, whatever. And he they p- pair him up with this monkey named Ella, and Ella is getting the serum to be smart, kind of like when Deep Blue Sea they was making a shark smart. Yeah. Boom. Here we go. Same thing. Ella is possessive, and that's where I believe it.
1: Okay. It was alright. Okay. Was all right. I believe you, and now I actually want to see it for myself. I ran out of time, so I wasn't able to check that one out. I mean, despite you know, I was. I think I was trying to like jog my memory of like new movies that I haven't seen before, and then newer one I saw was like Martin and the Music Park. Yeah. But I am really excited to hear that's on HBO Max, and I will be adding that to my spooky season list because I definitely want to check these things out. Yeah. It was a
2: good time. It was a good time. It She was turned up, man. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, watch that shit. Now, I watched
1: Bruisers. I have mm-hmm. not seen Bruisers. It's
2: on Tubi. Okay. For understand.
1: For free. Down. 2000.
0: Oh.
2: It the oh. premise was kind of cool. Okay. But uh-oh. it didn't quite deliver. Oh no. Um There was a lot of white shenanigans going on. But yeah, not like too much, but it was definitely a bit of it. It was enough. It was enough. Um, I. Okay. It was some racism involved because. What? One of the dudes, it was like, who was like the, I guess, company or boss, whatever. He's a jerk Mm -hmm. boss. So he was saying just real bad stuff about like the models and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He was he was mean to everyone. Like he's racist, he's sexist, he's he's all the isms, okay? He's also rich, so he you know, he treats poor people like dirt. Um he was the the source of the racism pretty much. It oh, was it okay. was
1: him. And he just, You know, it's always one.
2: Yeah, and he it, he's in the... there's a lot of screen time for him. Mm. There's a lot. And he's played a villain before. You have seen this man. Okay, you'll recognize his nose and long Not face. His nose, bitch. Okay. You will.
1: Okay, I will definitely be putting this in my list because now I know this on Tubi, and Tubi is that girl. If you are looking for a thing, a, ch- a streaming service that gives you a lot of random ass movies to check out one a day, like movies you probably would never thought of, and I know you're probably like, "Cat, hey, that is such a vague description." Exactly, that is exactly <laughs> it. Go ahead and open the Tubi, Tubi app. Anybody can tell you Tubi is going to be that girl. You may or may not, most likely you will have to watch, like, a couple little commercials in between. But, girls, just like TV. Like, take a break. Go to the bathroom, you know, file your nails or something. Do whatever you need to do. But Tubi is at your – that's it. That's on your list. Do it. Yes.
2: Please watch it. It is it's, – it's free, man.
1: Okay. And a movie that is on Tubi for free, a George Romero flick – Season of The Witch. It came out in 1972. You might also see 1973 next to it. I actually first saw this um, like a year or so ago on Shudder. Yes. Um, And it was a good time. Um, you're basically following a suburban um, housewife who decides to join the local occult group. And now she's a witch. And she's out here living it up with her witch friends in the cult-like situation, um, in suburbia in I'm the a, 70s. I love it. I'm
2: a boar housewife. Let me turn to Blue hero. Like, let me let me turn to the witchcraft. Let wow. me open the black book. Let's go. And I'm like, well.
1: And this was one of those movies that was written and directed by George Romero. And I saw that the IMDb score was like 5.6 out of 10, and the Rotten Tomatoes score was 67%. And I didn't dislike this movie, but I also felt like it was a strong 7 Seven, maybe even eight.
2: I'm giving it like a six point five. It was a lot of dream sequences.
1: And I'm okay. just not a fan of
2: a movie that's a bunch of dream sequences. It was not scary to me and maybe that's it wasn't supposed to be dumb scary. But you know, I was like, Okay, how many times are we gonna watch this girl in his dress in
1: his field in his in his dream? Am I biased because I'm like seventies horror? I think the answer might be yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's fair.
1: It looks great. It does. Beautiful
2: gowns. Eyeshadow's amazing. Lovely wigs. Let me tell you. The The looks. The looks. The looks they were getting off. The The looks. I am supportive of this. I'm also supportive of learning witchcraft getting your husband killed and getting a new man. Um, Come on. We love to see it. I'm supportive of that as well. We do. I just think it's a good time. Now I don't know. No, we didn't. Day of the Dead, nineteen eighty-five.
1: We didn't really dive into it because I kind of like overview a little bit on okay. all, all the all of the dead. So we could talk very much about Day of the Dead. I, I, I love that talk movie. about Bub just a little bit because yes.
2: Now we I see, don't like the
1: racism in this movie though. No, or the sex. I movie. mean,
2: Dawn of the Dead has racism in
1: it. They good. all do. I think that's it's. It's you know a lot of these are on poipus, but you know, you yeah. know, um, they talk. You see it a little bit in. Night of the
2: Living Day where the zombies come into the wall or well, the door and picks up a brick or a rock and bust the fucking window. They use the yeah. tools. I'm not with that. So now we get to the point where they're trying to train the zombies. They're in a facility, Florida Keys, mm-hmm. underground. It's the military people protecting the scientists and the scientists are trying trying to train the zombies so they're not eating people, you know, they're docile. And they got Bub. And Bub, listen to music. He getting loose. He can point a gun. He got mm-hmm. a salute. He not eating nobody, for real, for real. But he he's interesting. Like, he can like he's learning to use things. And, again, Land of the Dead is another option. That's they what I'm saying. This is a
1: thing you see in this universe. The, the living dead. They learn how to do things. Exactly.
2: Good. They learn and adapt. And that makes them fucking... Dangerous. Let me tell you
1: something. Ready to shit it myself.
2: I I only am mentally prepared for walking dead zombies. They can't really open the door. They can't use tools. They're going to rot away after a while. Yep. They cannot run. Not,
1: they're all banding together like a gaggle of, of, gaggle of friends. And now they're rolling up on us. Like, what was that? Land of the dead when yeah. they pulled up on the rich um, at their fucking mansion. Actually, this is a literal... Adaptation of Eat the Rich. That is essentially what the fuck that movie is. Land of the Dead. So if you're really trying to get that kick, check that out. It may not be the best film, but, you know, it did what it came to do. Look, they looked at that water and said, wow,
2: the water? That's what we... They literally got in the water and walked across. I was like, no. Wow. No, no, no. Wow, I wow, always wow. Thought yes. I can get on a boat and evade the zombies. Not in this case. Um, So yeah. I just... I just, they can't have any skills, bro. They can't have any
1: fucking skills. I'm not. Oh, I agree. I would be very fucking upset. I was very upset in um, Day of the Dead when I, you know what? I actually, for the only time I agreed with the army men that were like really fucking racist and upset, the only time I agreed with them was when they pulled up on the dock and they called him Dr. Frankenstein and they were very much just like, you know, I don't understand what you're doing. Why are you training them to do this stuff? This is not the best way we should be doing with our time. Like, this is not it. Only for you to find out that the doctor, of course, was, of course, being exactly what they said he was doing um, the That's most. That's them,
2: test subjects. Yeah. And the zombies, like, they know that they're being hurt. They're like, no, they, they don't want to be here, bro. They, If they, they look sad.
1: It's just too much. It's they, too much. They don't have to do all that. That was the only time I agree with them. everything else they all could have burned in hell. They should have been eaten by the eaten by the zombies.
2: I, yeah, I agree with the we, we don't need to keep these zombies here because also I'm protecting you and risking my soldiers yeah. and shit because you want to keep zombies as playmates. We could
1: just all live in this bunker until we run out of food and die. That's truly what I feel in my chest. Well,
2: they were low on food and stuff.
1: And but. there we go because eventually we're all going to die in the zombie apocalypse. Yes.
2: but well, we got more uh, movies to talk about. But first, we go pay a little bill of some. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: Available now from Dread, Val. Finn, a wanted criminal, hides out with an escort named Val, a demon. Val offers to make his problems disappear if he follows her rules. She has been expecting him all along, and it won't be easy to escape Val's dungeon. Val is out now everywhere you buy or rent movies and on Blu-ray November 2nd. Okay, and we are back. What's poppin', y'all?
2: Let's get it. Let's get I'm it. Crying, Let's I'm get crying, it. I'm um, so I kind of want to touch on what I got missed. Come on, notes. Come on, notes. The, 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 the crazies. So, I didn't yes. know the crazies existed at all because what happened was I what, had happened, to, was? what had happened was I went to the movie theaters to see the remake. And I didn't know it was a mm-hmm. remake cuz I just I I never heard that. I wasn't mm-hmm. born. So I just like, yeah, the crazy, is pretty cool. And they were like, it's a remake. And you know how people feel about remakes? They're just all pissed off yeah. about them. So I'm like, okay, well, let me see with OGs. Because I'm like, the new one was pretty good. It was. So I'm like. Really good. Yeah, it was really good. So I'm like, you know what? So it was the original. So it was the original. They just had a slightly different focus. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The new one, you focus more in on the people. Kind of like you flash in between. And them people definitely got that sauce. Yeah. yeah they move real fast. Yeah, you and you flash in between like the military where the stuff is with locations but in this thing they start with them you don't even go to the town first the military like bitches elite what we gonna do who gonna fly to the president who gonna fly this plane over this bitch we gonna blow this whole up mm-hmm. off rip you don't even meet the people it's the government like you see them pulling the strings they won't even about to tell the people nope they about to just nuke you in here eating your fried egg or whatever and they about to nuke your fucking town
1: I mean but it doesn't really seem that far fetched no not at all not at all. And this movie took place in 1973. Like, it doesn't really seem that far-fetched. If you want to watch the remake of the, cra- excuse me, the original of The Crazies, you can find it on Tubi for free. i yes. tell you, Tubi is that girl. That's Especially for these classic horror flicks. Yes, it's on Tubi, Voodoo, Arrow,
2: which is a good time. I've mm-hmm. been having a good time with the Arrow app. But yeah, The Crazies is good. Both movies, I recommend. Um, they're a good time. They now, definitely are. I just t- checked out... Um, two Evil Eyes, 1990, that's on 2B, and this is um, a link-up between Jorge Romero and Dario Argento, and oh. apparently Dario Argento has worked with him before I forgot what movie it was, where he was trying to get it made, and Dario Argento, and you know his Claudio Argento, mm-hmm. his brother, son somebody, they funded it, I wonder if it was Day of the Dead they, they might have helped fund it, one of those, either Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead, I believe the Argentos helped him funded, so I'm like, okay, money. Link up, Shakorn. So they linked up here in this movie where they had they're two pretty like two hours long, mm-hmm. um, and they're telling pretty much two tales, Edgar Island Poe Tales, and Jordan Romero directed the first one and the second one. um, Oh, yeah, Daria Argentina directed. Now the first one is some shit doing with some undead. So just pull up, you know, okay, it great. Is, it's always some undead. It's shit. always
1: something to do with own. and it was
2: something quite creepy that was happening. There were some creepy images. Oh, I'm so and excited! sounds that I don't even want to talk about. I just kind of want you to watch it, especially because it's on Tubi for the free. Scheme. You know I
1: love Tubi. You know I love free as much as we talked about Tubi today. Somebody thought we probably thought we was on Tubi's payroll. <laughs> yes,
2: but we're not. But it's free, so I'm just saying. Also, the second story is pretty much don't don't harm black cats. Just don't do that. Well,
1: I wasn't gonna do that anyways. You know.
2: Well, you know, some people really throw him
1: in the prison under it. Yep. To be quite honest, um,
2: I okay. There's these things. They're like anthologies. I feel like dead time stories.
1: I feel like he has a hand in those. I Are have not seen those, him? but I'm very interested. Yeah,
2: his name is biggest day on the covers. Like George okay. Romero presents. So I'm like, either he wrote them, produced them, he had his hand in those. I want to see them. I don't know what they're going to look like, how campy they are, or how they... I don't know. I want to check them out.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, that aligns right with the fact that, you know, we kind of breezed over it a bit earlier because we had a, an entire episode on it, on Creepshow itself, yeah, and George Romero's, um involvement in that anthology, and how that anthology had went from this one situation to what it is known as today, like, with this much as what the season four just starting on Shudder again. Um, so, check that episode out. Yes. Number one. Um, and check out all the creep shows. Cause we strongly recommend all the movies. The second one, they did some of them stories didn't slap as hard as the first one. We already talked about what our faves and what our you know thoughts and processes were, but get into that and get in the creep show. And I, it's just something about a horror anthology. It's something about it. You know, we love an anthology. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something.
2: Um, now, I did not get a chance to see The Dark Half. I believe this I was, didn't either. Yeah. That uh, was it, Jar Jar, Caranda, Joe, or Night Riders. Yeah, I saw Night Riders, and I didn't really. I don't think I was in the mood for a jousting contest. I think. Oh I
1: was,
2: no, they did. They, they I got thought hooked. it had something to do with
1: people's cars, and they was about to just run each other off the road like Christine.
2: I mean. I read the little Jane. They they got the jousting situation. Okay. That's what it looked like. So I was like, you know, I don't really know. If mm. you're listening and you've seen Knight Riders, can you just say yay or nay? Like, how is that? Because I kind of want to check it out. But I was like, if it's between this movie and this movie, I put that one on the back burner. Okay. Because I didn't know how it was going to be.
1: Okay. Okay. So you finally saw Survival of the Dead. Oh. What are your thoughts on this?
2: It was really ridiculous. I did not like the characters. Oh, I didn't wow. care about those families. Whoa! Those two fucking families fighting over some nothing. Fighting yeah, over nothing. They're fighting you over... nothing. gotta yep. eat the horses. I'm, you know, and I see that you were right, and I get it. But also, y'all, none of y'all had to live like this, right? Yeah. None of y'all had to live like this. So I just... I wasn't a fan, bro. Okay. Um, was it the worst movie I've seen? No. no. It felt long. Um diary of the dead was worse than the survival of the dead to me okay so i'm like you know i would it's not the worst in the bunch okay but i just don't
1: really foresee myself watching it again anytime soon because why um now would you do you feel like do you think that somebody could possibly come in and give the of the dead part of the franchise like a new spin or like, you know, a little razzmatazz, a little dazzle, or you're just like, girl, put it to bed.
2: I don't know because I don't think we need any more remakes. Okay. Of, it, of Night of the Living Dead. I think it's good. I um, agree. I mean, it's gonna be a zombie film again, and I don't, y'all don't have George and Larry with a god to guide, to guide your hand. Like, you know. you're know, you making another zombie film, and I'd like a zombie film, and you love a zombie film. I do. You Yeah, but I mean, what what are y'all going to do? Because what I was about to ask next is, you know, what is your favorite elements of the George Romero films?
1: I like, number one, I actually like all the zombie cheesiness. Some of it is really great. Some of it is shaky. So I'm actually here for it. I like in some way, shape, or form, whether it's on purpose or not, um, that there is some sort of political aspect. I mean, I hate when people are like, don't try to make horror political. Well, it is. It always has been, just as much as queer as fuck. Like it, it's that's just what it is. Um, And whether it was done on accident, like example, for example, with um, Night of the Living Dead, like originally, you know, Ben wasn't there. There was no oh, Ben is a white man or Ben is a black man. It was just Ben. It was just Ben. But you know, when people play play a certain character, the perception, the whole like viewpoint of the movie changes. If Ben was a white man, the movie would have been different. Ben is a black man and in the end he's basically lynched by white men after surviving this whole zombie apocalypse and now your whole thought process of the movie is different because of how the initial character looked And whether that was on purpose or not, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a powerful statement. And then you talk about something that may be a little bit more purposeful in Land of the Dead when you start seeing how the zombies are, you know, this whole portrayal of classism Mm -hmm. and how the zombies are like, you know, the poor people or the working class or whatever the fuck you want to call us or them or whoever the hell. And then you have the rich people who are out in the condos and you talk about what that looks like. I just, I'm a fan.
2: Yes, I'm about to say I really enjoy commentary because it's always it's a zombie film but there's a lot happening in those zombie films it's not like oh the zombie outbreak they're eating us it's like both sides of the characters are always making points okay Mm -hmm. so like when we talk about day of the dead the soldiers who are annoying and angry roads is over here you know cussing people out i'll shoot anybody bitch i'm in charge it's me fuck y'all fuck these niggas okay It, it it's always been me i'll shoot anybody bitch so, yeah, that attitude is like you don't like it. it's kind of complicated because he also is making points. We don't need to keep these zombies. we don't have that much you know supplies. Why are we even protecting these scientists? What are they doing um why do we have these Why are we putting ourselves in danger for a cure that may or may not happen right, and it's like, okay, you don't like Rose, but Rose is not the worst person. He's probably like that because. The zombie apocalypse probably made him that way. Like, you get a lot of characters who... They just killing people. Like, in um, Dawn of the Dead, Peter, I believe, is... You know, he gotta... Like, there's children he has to harm. Yeah. And I believe, I would like to believe, that he wouldn't do that in a zombie apocalypse, but also... Well, outside the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, outside the zombie apocalypse. But it it kind of shows how human nature changes or how people turn yeah. on each other. Or, a lo- cause a lot of times people be turning on each other when, if they just didn't, or if they didn't have so much hubris. Cause I feel like, also, Donna did the dude was like, I'm not gonna get bit by a zombie that his get- fucking leg get bit. Surprise, bitch. And you watch him deteriorate and shit. Then, the black man, Peter, is the voice of reason, which is something that I had never really seen before in that time. Mm-hmm. He's not comedic relief, he's not a fucking sidekick they introduced peter he said this is peter he cool and peter been cool the whole time yeah they said spit nothing but facts listen we need the helicopters up there somebody gonna see that helicopter they don't give a fuck they gonna try to steal it. they gonna try to get the fuck out of here okay or they gonna you know see us here we need to block this off we need to block that off you need to learn how to fight bitch you need to learn how to shoot and then the girl was like girl i need to learn how to fly that helicopter too." what you mean she's yeah. on board like yeah i you love right. that for her too and she turned around, she didn't complain. No, she was like, no, I also need to learn how to do this. Because we need to make this shit work. Yep. You know, we need to be able to count on each other at this point. And it just, it's just so great to see, like, a black man. Like, yep, we're going to do this. And yep, we're going to do that. Um, I am the voice of reason. I am making all the points.
1: And that's in a lot of George Romero films. The black characters, y'all can really, like, let me know if I'm wrong. Somebody get me together. But a lot of the, the characters who are black or other people of color in his movies or movies he's a part of. For the most part, are not like really playing a, sh- a lot of side characters. Like they have, an a, a role with lines which progresses the story. They're actually taking place in the story. Whether they make it all the way to the end, well, I, I can't really you know say what that looks like. They're not necessarily being killed first, um, but I'm also saying you know they may or may not make it the end because these endings are bleak and most people just all die in the end. So I mean, it's
2: a zombie apocalypse. That's what would happen. I mean, we've seen what the fuck COVID did.
1: We oh, okay. saw
2: COVID. And was it, it was dawn of the day to do. It was like, if people would just do what we needed to do, then we could just look at us. We if just,
1: people would just.
2: He was like, two of us to clearly much cleared the mall. You know, imagine if there would have been 15, 20, 30 people doing that, all taking off the work. Y'all could have cleared the mall in a fucking day. But no, y'all all could not just do the right thing. He was like, if people just do the right thing, they're never going to do the right thing. No. It's somebody out right now who know they can't? They got a positive COVID case. They about to go to fuck the work. Yep. Or they about to go to school or they not about to it's tell It's somebody anybody. who about
1: to send their child to school. Okay, sir, I heard a little baby call, but you know, it's not that serious. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's yeah, the same I'm very serious. So, and I know someone's like, oh, people do that? Yes. 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 You've yes. seen
2: it. Let's not let's not pretend. And the facts be out there and then they be like, yeah, that, no, that didn't happen. I can't read. What you talk about. Um, so did I'm, not read. Did not read. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen, we're fucked.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: We Th- are the world fucked. We're about to fucking die. Talk about some, the government lying because they do make this comment in like, Diary of the Day, which the commentary was fine. Like, okay, the news is lying to us. They edited yeah. this shit and we're posting this so everybody can really know what's going on. Yeah. That could be good, but the acting was real dry. You know? And, you know, they did what the best they could do, I guess, at that time. But it still had the commentary of, you're doing this for fame. I'm doing this for the truth. The government is lying to us. How will the people know? Yeah. And then people are still stealing from them. Yeah. So you still have to deal with the zombies and people being the worst motherfuckers
1: in the world. Yep. Which is, The know, real life horror. Because. You, gotta get, you get it at all angles. Your ass is getting beat every day.
2: Because even at Night of the Living Dead, the motherfucker from the basement came up there. They they are doing the plan, and he was about to lock Ben out
1: or some shit. Because he couldn't just, like, not let the racism jump out. He was so pissed, even even if that's not essentially how. Exactly. Even if it wasn't initially written that way. That man portrayed someone who was so pissed that this black man was telling his ass what to do. He had to try to lock him out so the zombies get him. You know what? Ben should have beat the dog shit out of well, him. Well, he did. Well he did more him than in, he did. He whooped his ass, whooped that trick. Get, get him. him. Even more. He should've did even more. Actually he should have chucked his ass outside and turned back to the group and said, Any, Anybody quite questions, you can go with him. And Long I would have I would
2: have had no questions. I would have like, but- Well, but also, Dwayne Jones could have told me anything, to be quite honest. I, I mean, did you see him? Did you see him? Where is the
1: lie? I can't find it. That bed though. was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have a favorite George Romero flick? <laughs> um, or favorite flicks? Okay,
2: I'ma just not count Night of <laughs> mm-hmm. the Dead, because the yes, that's yep. a great time. I really liked Day of the Dead, 1985. Bub was a good time. Bub was crying over Dr. Logan, which is also something like, the zombies had feelings. Like... And that movie, especially because you could see in the looks on their faces, like mm-hmm. they were not—they were suffering, bro. Like, and Bub see, he was like, "Oh no, Logan, revenge!" Yeah, His brain brain worked to get revenge. Mm-hmm. If his brain can work to get revenge, the rest of their brains can work to get revenge. Yeah, y'all been doing fucked up shit to these zombies for I don't know how long.
1: Revenge, revenge. revenge. I love revenge. Um, I think mine would be. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. And if I had, like, a top five, I think Amusement Park has slid up in there just based off of the sentimental value and feelings that popped up in my chest.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking Night,
1: Dawn, Day. What else is in here? (laughs) I also like Season of the Witch, too. So maybe, like...
2: I kind of like Monkey Shines. Okay, there's
1: still more I need to see, so I don't want to make my solidified list yet. But and you the know. crazies, yeah, and the are, cra- definitely the, the crazies. crazies. All right, definitely yeah, the crazies.
2: Do you have any favorite scenes or favorite touches to random movies? Um, I know from Night of Living Dead, every time they're talking about the, they give an exposition about the zombies through the radio. This shit is so yeah. funny. Yeah, they are. They are assassins. They are. <laughs> <laughs> assassins. <laughs> then they're like they're eating people. They was like, please do not open the door. I forgot what they called them. They're like they're they were not trigger happy, but like eat something happy people or murder happy people. I'm like, they're not murder happy. They are the undead. These are fucking
1: ghouls. Bitch is so going like, crazy. Um
2: I, those radio shows and the TV was
1: wild. I liked um whenever the zombies pull up on humans because that's when I know shit is crazy um i don't care what movie it is the zombies are pulling up let's go i know we i'm trying to i'm trying to shift my focus from Nine of the living dead because we all know it's my phase so i'm trying to like pick something else i like we already talked about the beautiful gowns and the shakiness of season of the witch and how yes. much i really enjoyed eyeshadow. that um oh my god heavy on the eyeshadow um i've already talked about the crazies and how that movie makes me go oh yeah um, but that's pretty much it. It's usually when the darkness is descending upon the people in every movie, like when the bad guy is showing up, because that's why I'm here now in Martin. I don't, I don't know. know how I feel My about My favorite that. part
2: of Martin was when his cousin did the right thing. Yes. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. His cousin did the right thing. And I was with that day to day when Rose was like turned up and Bub pull up and shoot, pulls the trigger on him and then salutes him bitch I- petty <laughs> how you petty in the afterlife my guy turn up and then he is torn apart and the special effect Tom Savini really did his
1: fucking thing man right? always
2: Tom Savini does not play about no special effects always Give that man his flowers.
1: Oh my God, I can't wait till we cover movies that Tom Savini has worked on. Oh. Oh, it's going to be
2: a lot of blood, guts, and ass, man. We talked about the prowler and we talked about the burning at a point. Mm -hmm. And there's more. Tom Savini loves some gooey ass shit.
1: It's one of those Friday the 13th movies. He
2: loves intestines. He
1: does. Bring on the goop. Bring on the goop. Bring on the weird monster shaped
2: people. Lots and lots
1: of blood. Lots and lots of um, adhesive.
2: Lots of liquid latex. Yep. So I'm a fan. Yeah, it, it those were a good time. I'm trying to think before we close it all out. Backing on up mm-mm. like a U-Haul truck. I I I don't know why I always say backing it up like a U-Haul truck. I
1: also always say back it on up like a U-Haul truck. Um, I yeah. think we covered them all. Yeah, nope, I think we, we definitely covered. did. We did. We did it. Okay. Well, we- since we've covered them all, and you guys have probably seen these things or have not, so feel free to check those out. But let us know your thoughts. You can email us at grltspod at Mm gmail.com. You can also pull up on us on the social media handles, which is only for real, for real. um, (laughs) Instagram and Twitter at Girl That's Scary. Um, And really, you know, we... Oh, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Girl That's Scary. We have lots of bonus content um, and stuff that is behind a paywall, things that are not behind a paywall polls and com- and stuff that's actually coming down the pipeline so please hold on to your butts shout out to all the folks on our patreon
2: yes and rate us five stars for five star chick yes okay. yes if you want apple itunes
1: if you Purr. like Per okay. and let us know your thoughts what are your thoughts on george male films is he your fave director he's your fave writer um favorite creator just period are you a stan are you not a fan um we want to hear it yeah are you new to his movies Hmm. And do you have any uh, additional suggestions or anything that you know you would like to see or hear about? You know, you can send us a professional email or just not a professional. You be email. saying professional email. So I was quoting you. Chopper suit email. <laughs> I love to say soup ready. Going to a business meet.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> okay. Well,
2: until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.